I am Steve Elder. Today I'm met with our meeting here with Steve Elder, and uh, thank you for joining me today. And as I've gotten to know you, I've just really appreciated it, to hear your story, and so I'm excited to hear more of that. So I'm going to start with the first question: What was your life like before you became a Christian? Um, I was angry. Um, you know, a lot of people said I was a good person, but I I really wasn't because I was selfish. Prideful. I just really cared about myself. You know, uh, I thought I loved other people, but it was just what they could do for me. You know, um, I partied a lot. I did drugs. Um, wrote and said a lot of god-awful things and thought a lot of really bad things a lot. <laughs> so, you know, just... Did you notice this starting out early on or? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, yeah, it was from an early age. I just think a lot of evil things, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know why, but I just, I was always fighting. Um, always, yeah, just, I just thought a lot of bad things a lot. <laughs> Yeah, was there like uh, what were the was it the influences you had? Was it just no, uh, no? Because I mean, my, I have good parents. I have you know I, all my aunts and uncles and grandparents. I knew them, and you know, they were all really good people. And you know, my parents tried. You know, they raised me to be respectful and stuff, which I think I was. But you know, inside, I just had a lot of angry angry thoughts yeah it's kind of interesting because it, it sounds like you recognize that too like it was kind of like surface level things you were doing on the outside but like internally you had this war going on inside yeah yeah i did yeah it was uh it led to a lot of uh problems when i became an adult yeah <laughs> you know so you you mentioned uh, drug use. I'm, I'm assuming this is in your young teenage years, older teenage years. No, it was years. actually uh, right before I graduated high school. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, you know, why did you turn to those? I mean, was there, you know, was it the crowd you were in? Was yeah, I started it... hanging out with some people and going to parties, and um, you know, just led into that. You know, I see them having fun, so I started doing it. Yeah. And well, then when I went away to college, it really. And that's all I did at college was party and yeah, that's yeah. why I failed out. <laughs> yeah. So also you, you had that experience going through that to where you had, you went to college and then you had to come back home. I'm yeah. sure that was a hardship there. Just recognizing that it didn't work out for you in some ways with that or. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, it was pretty hard. Um, the only good thing is I came home and I met Rhonda. So awesome. <laughs> that was a good part of it. Yeah. So, you know, I just want to, you know, did, uh, when you took drugs, was that like a kind of self prescription almost like you were using those to kind of numb pain or just to make, you know, break you out of your shell or, you know, what, what was the appealing factor in that? I guess. 
And, you know, I think a lot of it was just to kind of make me numb. Yeah. You know, that way. Because, you know, and I didn't do a lot of drugs. I mean, mainly it was just marijuana, but that's still a drug. Yeah. And, you know, I just, when I was high, I just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I just was content with just living life and didn't have to worry about anything else. Yeah. So, so what were some of the things that led you um, to start working a way towards Christ? You know, what were were there people, or what was the what was the surrounding uh, environment that brought you to to get closer to knowing Jesus before you accepted Christ? Was there things there? Um, yeah, actually, before I went to college, I actually uh, I started going to church some in my high school. Briefly, um, there were some um, Richie Hoyt that goes uh -huh. here. He and uh, Mr. Johnson, a teacher, um, they originally uh, were my influence, and I started going to church out in uh, Vincent. I think it's Lighthouse. Uh huh. And uh, I went there for a little while, but then, you know, as I went away, I kind of lost those influences. Is that Mr. Johnson? Was he a football coach? Um. He might have been, yeah. Okay. He he taught government and uh -huh. he led the uh, fellowship of Christian students. That's cool, you know. Yeah, but you know, that was at the point to where I was, I, I wasn't able to, I didn't have a relationship with, with God on my own. I was relying on other people. So when they were out of the picture, I just reverted back to my old ways. Yeah. Instead of it being your own faith, it was other people kind of yeah, helping you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much just they were carrying me along on their faith. <laughs> yeah. So when did it come to that point where it became more your faith and you accepted Christ? How how did that transpire? Um, it was near the end of 2013. Uh, I was uh, I just got to the end of myself. I I was on the verge of losing my wife. Oh, wow. And my kids and my job and pretty much everything that, you know, had any importance in my life. And, uh, yeah. How old were your kids at that point? Oh, so about nine and six, somewhere around there, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, I was not being faithful to my wife. I was, I just, I just wasn't doing anything right, really. You know, I just, I was on a course for self-destruction. And I remember God saying to me, Steve, you change your life or I'm taking everything away from you. Oh, wow. So, and luckily at that time I was working, my boss, who's my boss now, um, she had been following God for, yeah, a few years, and she, she was uh, she kept praying for me. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I didn't know about that until after I gave my life to Christ. But yeah, you know, that's awesome to know that she was you know praying for you, and I'm sure she, from her angle, saw your need, yeah, and what you're going through, and just yeah. really lifting you up. Yeah, yeah, she uh, she's definitely she's definitely helped me grow in my faith because you know I would see. Because, you know, she would talk about how she used to be really angry and would do all these things and, and got in trouble. And, and uh, you know, I saw that there was a lady that now that was caring and loving and compassionate. And, you know, it kind of got me thinking, 
so about being able to see that difference in her, it kind of made you see that yeah, there were some differences in your life too. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 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 It was, uh, yeah, she definitely, uh, I, I wanted that peace and that, and, and to be able to, you know, not be angry. Yeah. You know? So when you felt God speaking in that way, you know, what led to you saying, okay, God, I'll give you my life or I'll, I want to live for you. Or how did that, how'd that go from hearing that to actually embracing? Well, I just knew that if I didn't, um, I was going to lose my family. And, you know, Rhonda told me later, you know, down the road that if I hadn't decided to turn my life over, that she probably would not be able to stay with me. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I don't really blame her. I mean, you know, I wasn't a good husband. I wasn't a real good father, you know. So. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because it seems like there was a reckoning that happened where you decided to take responsibility for all that, right? Like you decided to say, hey, you know, I need to, I need to be more than what I am right now. Yeah. And I just realized that, you know, this living life the way I wanted to was not working. And I needed, I needed God's help. Yeah. You know, I needed to live the way he wanted me to live. Yeah. So. So, you know, from that point on, what's the, what's the journey been like since you've accepted Christ and since that point where you gave your life to Christ? How has that changed from where you were in the past to where you are now? Oh, my life is a million times better. Um, my relationship with my wife is better. Um, I'm a better father. Um, I'm a lot better worker, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm more compassionate, especially, you know, working in the healthcare field. Uh, you deal with a lot of people that are in rough situations, and sometimes they're not in the best of moods. So um, sometimes it can be hard to be compassionate. But, you know, I'll actually sit there and i pray with people. Yeah. You know, at your, or at, at when they're in the hospital. And, uh, you know, I have a genuine care for them, you know, for their well-being. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it's like you go from seeing them as just like a, a customer almost to actually yeah. just seeing them as a person. Yeah. Before it was just a job. Yeah. You know, I took care of you cause that was my job to take care of you. I had to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. To keep my job. I had to take <laughs> care of you. Now it's, you know, it's that love that God gives you for your fellow man to to want to see the best for their lives that, you know, and not just um, physically and mentally, but also spiritually, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, uh, you know, talking about being a, you know, good husband, you know, you care to explore that. I mean, how that from where you were in the past to where you are now as a husband. Um, yeah. Before, you know, it's, it was always, what could my wife do for me? Yeah. You know? And, uh, we fought a lot and, uh, you know, I, 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 there was things that happened in our life that I never wanted to forgive her for. And that caused a lot of tension. And, uh, you know, because I couldn't forgive her, 
I would always accuse her of doing things that she wasn't actually doing, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just now it's, you know, I'm not gonna say we don't ever fight, you know, cause that'd just be lying, <laughs> but you know, there have even been times where I've left the house and I'm like driving down the road and I'm like, well, she's wrong. I'm not going to apologize to her. And God will be like, now, Steve, <laughs> you know, I've forgiven you. You're like, darn. <laughs> yeah. So I'll actually call her and be like, you know what, baby, I'm sorry. You know, because, I mean, let's face it. Most of the times when we fight about stuff, it's, it doesn't matter anyway. It's yeah. just little things, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, you know, I can generous, genuinely say now that, you know, my wife and I have a, a, a really good marriage, and that's because we put God first. Yeah. You know. So, like, before it was like you weren't really living for anything, almost kind of just living for the moment, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And now you, you see that higher purpose that yep. you're, you know, here to, to be with her and to serve Christ together. Yeah. Yep. So that's really cool. Yeah. So, so moving into the fatherhood, you know, how did that change from, you know, the way that you were raising the kids before and now that you're a follower, uh, have been a follower of her Christ? Um, well, I'd, I'd lash out a lot, yell at him, you know, not to say I don't still yell sometimes. Sometimes you need to. Sometimes you need to, <laughs> yes. But, um, you know, now uh-huh. it's, you know, one of my prayers for my kids is just that they will continue to, you know, follow God and that their kids, you know. Yeah. And, uh, if I wouldn't ever made that decision to follow Christ, they, you know, the chances of them doing it is a lot less than, you know, now. So the, the biggest thing about being a father is I, you know, I've taught them, you know, to serve God. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the best thing that I think a, a father can teach his kids. Yeah. And I'm sure, you, you know, just even by default, you're probably there for them in a more meaningful way now than you were it almost almost like you were distracted before. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, um, you know, it's a little easier with my son. But, you know, my daughter, she's starting to get to that age now where we're going to start having those tougher conversations. And, yeah. and, you know, before I probably wouldn't have wanted to have those. And now it's like, I still don't want to have them, but I know I need to, (laughs) you know, because it's for her to better her going into adulthood to understand some of these things that she'll have to deal with when she, you know, because she'll be on her own soon. Yeah. So, And I think for for some people, not everyone, but, you know, when you're living for yourself, it's so easy to miss those opportunities. But now that you're focused on Christ, it's like, you're you're wanting to seize those opportunities to make an impact in your kids or even the people you serve with at work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's I just yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, I'll just go ahead and move on to, you know, what is describe some of the valleys that you've walked through. What what have been some of the valleys in your life that were even in your childhood, maybe? Well, you know, like I said, just the anger, you know, and even to this day, like, um, sometimes the devil tries to sneak in there and, and, uh, 
try to remind me of who I was. And, you know, it's, I just got to block that, block him out and be like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't serve you anymore, Satan, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, get away from me. I serve, I serve God now. And, and that's not who I am anymore, you know, but it's, you know, you, you still sometimes carry some of those things over and, and the anger is still one of the things that I have really have to work on. Well, and I think that that's true that that may be an area, like all of us, we have an area of, maybe a weakness or an area where we know that we can easily be tempted in that we always have to be careful of yeah and it's it's great that you recognize that that's an area for you that you need to just watch and and be you know vigilant in i guess yeah 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 it's also neat to see how god can use that like you were saying and i think I've, i've personally seen that in you where you you may have had that anger or you know kind of hatred when you were younger but i really do see compassion out of you you know like when you're with people i can you relate to people's hurts and pains you know probably because you've you've experienced that yeah and that's probably some of it but it's just you know when when you let god into your heart i mean you know i i see you know god's love for me i want to show that to as many people as I can, yeah, you know. So, any any other valleys that you've been in, or just maybe just mainly the anger and you know, used to just uh, and yeah, mainly just the anger. Yeah, no, that's okay. You know, that's that's one thing that just I struggle with sometimes. That's, and well, that's a big thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Any any mountaintop experiences? Anything that's happened to you that's like this was just like the moment I just felt God's presence or you know great blessings that God's done in your life. I tell you, two of the greatest things was I uh, when I when my kids got baptized. Yeah, yeah, that was a. Uh, it, it just makes you feel like you know you're doing the right thing for your kids when they make that decision they're on their own. Yeah. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's just one of the greatest feelings ever, and and it's all because of God. <laughs> you know, how many years? I mean, you don't have to give me an exact number. How many years ago was that? Do you remember, like three or four? Five? When the kid, yeah, uh, um, it's probably been about nine years for Randy, yeah, and Michaela, probably about five or six years. Oh, that's cool. You know, I, you know, I know that's a terrible question to ask for us guys. I don't. I have a hard time with those type numbers too because it's hard to remember all those details. But like you said, I'm sure that was just a powerful experience knowing that that was a decision that they were making on their own, but you knew it was the right decision. Yeah, because yeah, I never pushed them into it. Yeah. Well, actually, my son getting baptized is what started getting our family to come to church. Oh, really? Well, let's, yeah. let's talk about that a little bit. Um, he started coming to church or Bible school with my mom one year, and uh, he decided he wanted to get baptized. And so Rhonda said, well, you know, Rhonda and I both said, well, if he wants to get baptized, maybe we should start going to church, you know. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much how our family got back into church, awesome. which is one of the reasons why I love Porterfield, Yeah, because of the kids' ministry, because... You know, you can take one kid, and it turns into a whole family finding yeah finding Christ. You know, yeah, a child should lead them. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, 
So that kind of led you to kind of, I mean, were you already a Christian before then? Or um, I'd been, you just hadn't I'd really been, been baptized, but like yeah. I said, I'd fell away. And uh-huh. um, I actually didn't really like it when I first started coming back to church because I was doing so much wrong things. Actually, one time in a church service, I had to get up and leave. Really? Yeah. Just the conviction? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, because I knew what I was doing was wrong. There was one point in church after I decided that I needed to stop, and I was just—I was confused. You know, I didn't know what I wanted, and I said, uh, "God, I, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do in life. If I'm supposed to be with Rhonda or what I'm supposed to be doing." And as I prayed that, she just reached over and gave me a kiss on my cheek and told me she oh. loved me. And I wasn't praying out loud, yeah, but you know, I think that was God saying that. Give me a sign. Yeah. So you needed some type of encouragement, and that was God just working in yeah. that moment to show you that there was hope. Yeah. 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 That was actually, yeah. I'm glad too because my life now is so much greater. And, and yeah, I know that sounds kind of cliche, maybe, but I'm so happy now. I've got peace, I've got love got compassion i don't know if you remember that one time when i came into your office and you were talking to him i said you know the the old steve wouldn't have gave a crap about eric leeson you know I, I, and that's just to be honest yeah i wouldn't care about you i didn't i didn't care about myself really you know but because of what god has done for me he's you know just made it to where just fill me with love yeah i think you just struck a nerve right there and my thought when you said i didn't even care about myself you know that you, you that that was probably the, the part of the problem in your younger. You, you didn't even care about you. Yeah. And now that you knew Christ and you knew how much He loved you, and He was filling your heart with this love to share with others. Yep. You, you were able to care for others, you know, like you hadn't been able before because you you cared about yourself. Yeah. And you carried yourself differently. Yeah, He definitely gave me a new life to 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 just be able to help people yeah instead of where before i just i couldn't help myself let alone help other people yeah you know so um any other moments that were kind of like mountaintop experience i mean that one that you shared about Rhonda, you know just giving that extra you know that kiss on your cheek or wherever that um just gave you that encouragement you know was there other ones like that or like times god spoken to you or yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's sometimes, you know, when we're we're sitting in the church worshiping, you know, the the presence of God, I just feel so strong that you know, just you know, just start crying because I can I can feel the presence of God in there, and and you know, that's that's just an awesome feeling. Yeah, you know, um, it's just overwhelming. I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> no, I mean, that's good. I mean, I, it is overwhelming sometimes. I know God is there in that moment, and he's speaking, and, you know, oftentimes just feeling his presence is just what we need, you know, just to know that we're loved, we're cared about, he's got this, you know. We don't have to stress about life too much. Um, you want to describe what was your childhood like? Like, what what did you do as a kid? Like, let's go before, you know, like you got real angry, but, like, 
What was just some of the things you did oh, as no, a child? I was angry from a young age. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I was always fighting. Really? Oh, yeah. So, always... like, we're talking, like, eight, seven years old back then? Well, seven, see, in what, first grade, I bit a girl because she uh, told me <laughs> I, I, was, I, was a, I was crawling around the floor. She told me I was a bad dog, so I bit her. Um, <laughs> me and one of my friends, I mean, all the time I was fighting him. Really? Oh, yeah. You know, I'd... And, and I don't know why, because yeah. my parents, you know, they didn't raise me like that. Yeah. You know, they, they would discipline me when I acted out, but I just didn't care. Knowing who you are now, I would have never guessed that you would have been like that oh, know. You know, as a young kid. Yeah, ask my parents. <laughs> ask, ask them what I was like as a kid. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad, yeah. But, I mean, you went to Warren School mm -hmm. District, or did you get a little hawking? Or I went to Barlow. Back Bar then, Bar the middle yeah, school was uh -huh. Barlow Vincent. I went yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. Did you play sports? Yeah. What sports did you play? I see. I played basketball. I ran track. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, I tried some other sports here and there. but Yeah. But even in basketball, you know, it's just, hey, let me get try to hurt people. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> you didn't yeah. care about the foul total? <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, and I, I, you know, I'm just being honest. I said, oh, no. I, you know, when someone come across the lane, it's like, hey, just put a elbow right in their chest or, and, you know, throw an elbow up in their face, you know. Yeah. So that, that makes, you know, to hear that it just makes to me, it sounds so much more powerful, that conversion of where God, you know, where you were before you knew Christ to, yeah. To now, you know, I guess that's why you talk about that anger so much is because that was there. You saw that that was present. Yeah, it was pretty much constant. Yeah. You know, I don't think a lot of people realized it. You know, um, yeah, I mean, I was just, I would think, you know, I would think things of how to hurt people and, and I don't know why, you know, but it was just there. And those kind of thoughts, you know, would just creep in and, you know. I remember my aunt one time, she was, we were down at my grandma's and we were riding bikes and she got on my cousin's bike and for no reason, I just went out and pushed her over in the middle of the road. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd do things like I hit my sister in the back with a baseball bat when we were younger. You know, I threw, threw a knife at her one time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And did it amaze you, like looking back on it now, like where you were and just like, you know. You, you, you know you had that issue with anger, and then now it's, like, totally different. You know, I just I just thank God that I n never got to the point to where I seriously hurt somebody. Yeah. Because, yeah, it is, I do look back sometimes, and, and that's why I'm careful, like, I don't, like, I try not to watch movies that were, you know, like, there's a lot of, violence and stuff. I try, I try to stay away from that stuff because I don't ever want to be tempted back into that. Not that I think that I would. Yeah. But, you know. But why invite that on if yeah. you knew that was something you had previously had issues with? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, uh, you know, living out your convictions and trying to live that out in your life. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally understand <clears throat> that. Um, another question I want to ask is uh, just – you got any funny stories? I mean, that kind of the, I mean, it's not really funny that you were a dog and you're, somebody called yeah. you a dog and you bit her ear. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as a, I'm sure you got some funny stories along your way. Yeah, I mean, one's, it's kind of funny, but it's not as, uh, one time I punched Richie Hoyt. Um, it's not really funny, but looking back, it is. Yeah. Because I punched him because 
I didn't like God and he did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the funny part of it is, is he never gave up on me. And, and, you know, he's one of the people that got me into church and the first, you know, so it's not really funny, like, ha ha, but it's, you know, just one of those things that who thought that, you know, this kid would still, you know, they, you know, he just never gave up on me. And, no, that's yeah. awesome. You know, you know like you guys were both in high school or no, we middle were, school or no, yeah, we. I don't even think it was before middle school. I think we were probably, yeah, probably, well, maybe yeah, probably around fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. So you just didn't like his approach, like because he stood for God, or yeah, I just didn't like people like, yeah, I didn't like godly people back then. Yeah, you know, it is kind of interesting because you know when we rebel against God, it comes in different forms, but it's just like that. You didn't want that witness in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I don't know why I did it. I just went up and did it. <laughs> I, he didn't even say anything to me. Oh, you just walked no, up? I just and walked just... up, poked him on the shoulder. He turned around and punched him. <laughs> and then he invited you. That was... Well, uh, that, that was, was a couple years later. <laughs> <laughs> the but, next day, he yeah. turned the yeah, other cheek and then he yeah, invited you, know. you to church. <laughs> you know, so... But still, you know, like you said, you could he could easily been like, "I'm not going to talk to that guy ever again." But you know, God opened his heart to witness to you, to share, invite you to church. That's great. Yeah, I was I was really happy when, uh, you know, because he was gone for a while because of the military. Mm -hmm. I think he was up in I think maybe Michigan. I was so happy when he moved back down here and started coming to our church again. Yeah, because you know, I, I mean, I consider him one of my best friends. That's awesome. You know. It's neat how God, you know, even like you're saying, whether it was a, a, a kid or an adult, you know, that he was being faithful to the Lord and you saw his witness, whether you wanted to at that moment or not, you saw his witness for Christ, you know. Yeah. Oh, that is really cool. Any other funny moments or things you oh, I mean, Yeah, there was one time in uh, high school where I was uh, playing in, in Indianapolis Stadium. And I had a trio, so I was in front of the, the camera was on us, and my pants were undone. <laughs> so in front of the whole stadium, there it was. <laughs> now, luckily, I had shorts on underneath. But. You know, that's one of the fears of us preachers. We, we get afraid to be up on the stage, and our, our pants are undone or something. Yeah, yeah well, mine was. So. But like I said, luckily, I had shorts on underneath my yeah. uniform, but yeah, the whole stadium saw it. <laughs> did anybody point it out to you afterwards or how did oh, you yeah, find so, out about um i think somebody saw it because we got tapes of our performance oh and yeah. someone noticed it <laughs> and, and yeah yeah so. thanks man <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah um you know who influenced you uh to follow christ who was some of the people that kind of influenced you you know you mentioned richie but who were some like, of the other people like richie uh, mr johnson yeah um the clarks that teach out there well, uh -huh. i don't know if they still teach but they did um they would actually take me to church actually it was the church of christ that they took me to that's where i got baptized uh-huh i don't remember exactly how old i was but Awesome. You know, so the, they early on they were influences on me, and then, uh, like I said, I think the biggest influence in my adult life was my boss. You know, because I was around her so much. Yeah. You know, we work a small department, and um, yeah. So. Yeah. And of course, once I started coming here, there's a, influences everywhere. <laughs> you know, like you and 
Adam and Pastor Mark and um, Scott Alloway, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's really neat to hear about how all these different people have kind of inspired you as you've been on this journey and how you're, you're continuing to grow. That, Like you said, there's been other people that have come along the way that God's been using to encourage you and help you grow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, that's why I love it here at Porterfield because there's so many people that you can learn from. Yeah. You know, of all ages. <laughs> Yeah, some of them are even little, you know, little kids, and absolutely, you know, so. you never know who you might influence, but it's it's important to be, you know, trying to do every day, every moment, trying to live for Christ. You know? Yeah, you know that that's one of the things I think is really cool about your story, Steve, is that you know you come from a place where you uh, you probably relate to a lot of people out there in the world, you know that that you know, don't realize that how, you know, maybe things affect them. And then, you know, they need to know Christ. They need to know, you know, what God has done for them. And yeah, they're probably lost. I mean, not, not in the just spiritual loss way, but lost in, in life. You know? Yeah. You know, I work with a lot of people and they're just, they're just, you know, they, they seem angry yeah. <laughs> and like, there's no hope. And, and I, you're right. I do understand that because I felt the exact same way. And you know, I, I try to talk to some of them. But more importantly, I found that it's better just to sh- show them through how I live. Yeah. You know, explain to them. You know, hey, I, you know, I know how you feel. I used to be there, and and you know, now I'm just, I have a peace inside that, you know, I didn't have for, you know. 20 some years of my life. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know, I've seen you around your kids. I've seen you serve here and this, you know, I, well, let me ask you that. How did, how did it make you feel that you were asked to serve on the Deacon team and, and how have you enjoyed that? Um, it was funny cause I kept praying there, you know, God, I know I need to do more. Just open up some opportunities for me. And, you know, it was like a month later you asked me. And I was like, well, I, I guess I you know, prayed for this. I better. <laughs> you got to be careful it. what you pray for. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's good because it's helped me grow in areas where I'm I'm weak. Like, just like doing this right here, talking. Um, sometimes it's hard for me to do that, to talk to people about my faith and and, and to pray with people, you know, <clears throat> like, and, you know, there's been a few times at work where I know I should have prayed with someone and then they ended up dying. And I'm like, you know, did, did they know God before they passed away? And, you know, that's a ways on you. Yeah. You know, so, you know, especially in your field where you, you, you see that, Quite often. So, you know, taking on becoming a deacon and and taking on more responsibility, I think, has helped me to, one, grow stronger in, in the Lord, and two, just be a better um, better witness for his kingdom, you know. And how have you enjoyed that? How's that um, experience? Have you enjoyed uh, being a deacon? And 
Oh yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, sometimes I got to remember that there's things I got to do, <laughs> you know, because yeah, I'm still getting into it. I haven't been. Yeah, I haven't been in it very long. It's your first but, year. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, and then talking about being uh, with the, some of the other men, I'm sure that those guys uh, on the Deacon team have kind of been a nice encouragement addition into your life too. That, yeah. 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 Of course, I have a group with Scott yeah. Alloway. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I didn't know, I didn't know Jack or uh, I didn't really know Bo uh-huh. or Dan. You know, and so meeting them and getting to talk to them and, and see how they, you know, their strengths and their weaknesses. Yeah. Because sometimes it's not just the strengths that you see in other people, but it's to see their weaknesses that make you realize that, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. <laughs> exactly. You know. You know, we're, and that's why we need the church, right, is to help each other out, strengthen each other. And, you know, as a team, we can be better and we can, yeah. you know, be there for each other. Well, and it makes it to where I'm like, I shouldn't be, I should, other people go through what I go through. Yeah. And I should, helps me open up and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. You know, can you help me out? Yeah. Whereas before it's like, oh, I can just keep this inside and try to deal with it. That's a very good point because, you know, one, we're not called to be perfect. We're called to submit and follow Jesus. Now, does that mean we should try not to sin? Yeah, but. It's it's not by our power. It's by the power of Christ. And so I think sometimes we, we make it out like it's like we have to be extra special or extra, uh, you know, you know, faithful in some way. But, it, you know, we're 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 sick people, too. We've just okay. found the antidote. It's Jesus. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that. Yeah, I think that. One is is coming from that place of maybe feeling like sometimes we're not good enough when when that's the point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all not good enough. You yeah, know? and I used to have a a problem with that. Like, I'd mess up, and then you know I'd be like, then I wouldn't pray for a few days because I'm like, oh, God doesn't want to hear me pray because I messed up, or you know, and actually that's the worst thing to do, <laughs> you know. It is you know when you mess up, God, just God, I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, so yeah, run to the father as opposed to running away. Yeah, yeah. but I think we all kind of just like Adam and Eve. You know, we feel like we need to hide, but God wants us to just be honest and be open to Him. Yeah, and I, I, I I'm excited for to see what God continues to do in your life because I've seen you grow. I've seen you, you know, just grow in your faith, and and I can see that love in your heart that you have for people. And, and I think it'd be very hard to work in your industry, you know, day after day sometimes. I'm sure it's even hard now, but it's neat to see the love that God's put in your heart for people. Yeah. And it's definitely helped me as a therapist to, to, you know, there's sometimes where some of the staff doesn't want to deal with these patients because yeah. they're maybe grumpy or hard to deal with. And, you know, I'll go in there and I'll talk to them and just love them, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, they need love, especially in, you know, when they're, you know, in really tough situations. Yeah. You know, it's scary when you're in the hospital and you're really sick. And 
I'm sure that some of the anger that they're experiencing is just misplaced. It is. And it's kind of targeted towards you guys because yeah. there's somebody in the room that can yell yep. at Yep, you're in there. And I mean, are you, you, I know when I get sick, I get a little cranky. Yeah. And so, you know, people come <laughs> in the room, people come in the room, like, oh, get out of here. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you want to just share some blessings that, that God has given you in your life? Maybe some things that you, you just count as blessings. You're just so thankful for. Well, you know, I, Every day, I make sure that I pray, and I just thank God for the things I have, my wife, my family, and even, you know, my family around me, because I have, you know, aunts and uncles and stuff, and uh, my job, like for Fred, and the church. Yeah. You know, I just just make sure that I, I remember that God has blessed me with all these things that are around me. You know, everything that God, that I have, God gave me yeah. to use to help, you know, with his kingdom. Absolutely. And yeah. I just, even, especially if I start feeling myself wanting to complain, I'll stop and I'll pray and be like, you know, God, thank you for this and this and this. And then I realize I don't really have anything to complain, complain about. Yeah. yeah, I think it's true. When we start giving thanks and kind of change that mindset, then we start realizing how blessed we really are. You know? yep. It changes our mindset sometimes because it's so easy just to, throw out a few complaints, but we think about it, think about what we're thankful for. But I, I tell you, I'm most thankful. I'm just thankful I still have my family. Yeah. Because there was a point to where I didn't, that wasn't necessarily going to be a definite thing. Yeah. So I, I thank God every day for my wife and my kids. Yeah. Um, what would you want people to take from your life? Like if you could say a few words or just some things that you'd want <clears throat> that people got from, from being around you or seeing your life? Um, this, it's never too late to change. Yeah. To, to accept, to accept the Lord into your heart because, you know, you may feel that you're not good enough and there's no way that you, he could ever change you, but he can. Yeah. And I'm living proof of that. You know, I was a man who was evil and, and, and he just filled me with love and, and kindness. And, you know, I just want people to realize that, especially when you look around the world, you know, um, it's just like no forgiveness. Um, let's just be angry at everything. And there's just, there's a, there's a better way. Yeah. And that way is Jesus. Yeah. And I think too, if I could add something too, it's just that God, can use you you know yeah. that god can you know not only accept you but but just use you like he has already in your life to minister to so many other people yeah if you would ask me 15 years ago i'd be going to church and serving as a deacon and and helping you know in the summers take care of the property and, yeah in a men's group <laughs> i'd be like yeah you're crazy <laughs> what are you talking about yeah yeah that's but yeah it's uh the best thing I ever did in life. Yeah. Um, describe how the, you know, I know we covered some of this, but is there anything else that we could describe as far as the church has been a, a help to you growing spiritually? You know? you know, I think one of the things is um, just being around the people on Sundays, just 
listen to the, you know, there's, you know, one person that I talk to a lot is uh, Bill who lives right down the road yeah. here. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, just some of the encouraging words and that he's given me, that's helped me a lot. Um, and it just, you know, this church just helps refresh me. You know, I get beat down the, out in the world and you come back here and you see all these, you know, caring, godly people that are really concerned about your life. And, yeah, you know, it just, it just, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, I think another uh, thing we, I mean, to me, I, I think about the generally, just like you, I, I feel like there's, I think like you, that you're a good example of that genuineness, you know, that they, there's sincerity, there's honesty there, you know, and like, like there's not an air of, of being fake or, you know, being hypocritical. It's, it's more of just, you know, I, there's a lot of people here that generally want to follow Jesus. Yes. Yeah. You know, and like you got the people like Scott Newland and Susie Province that, uh, they're always up for some hugs. Yeah. So that's always nice. That, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, and it's just nice that, you know, the, that they care so much They're you know, give you a hug and ask you how you're doing. And, yeah. you know, just to love you. <laughs> yeah. And it definitely is, it's a nice place to be. So what's, what steps are you taking? What, what are the things that maybe you're doing now that, that's helping you continue to grow in your faith? You know, like, as there, you know, things that you kind of build into your habits that help you grow spiritually? Yeah. Um, I've been trying to make sure when I first get up, whether it's in the morning or if I'm working midnights in the afternoon to make sure I take that time and get up a little bit earlier and take that time to read my Bible. And, and, you know, because I used to wait until the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes I'd be too tired <laughs> and, you know, I'd be reading or praying and fall asleep. Yeah. So, you know, I found that that helps. Um, and the other thing is just don't be afraid. Like, um, you know, a lot of times we say, we'll pray for people. I'll pray for you. And then you walk away yeah. and you forget. Now I'll make sure I go back in. Instead of being like, I'll pray for you. I'm like, well, let's pray now. Yeah. And, you know, that helps because it, you know, it forces me to do things that is out of my comfort zone. Yeah, uh, you're stretching yourself. Yeah. You know? I, I think that I'm, you know, glad that you shared that because I think that's something I think that, yeah, church is important, but there's that own accountability that you need to have to where you're you're in the Word too, you know, like you're, you're saying, just getting in the Word. And I'll tell you what, when I... Uh, when I don't read my Bible regularly, I can start feeling it because I, I feel run down. I feel defeated sometimes. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I'm like, oh, I haven't read my Bible for a couple of days. It's like, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think that that's so key to keep thinking about putting forward is to to uh, get in the Word and, and just study God's Word and get to know that. Um Last question I have for you is, is, you know, as you look at in the future, what are some things that you pray about, you know, like for the church, for anything else that that's on your heart or even for the community or for the world? 
It's a tough one. <laughs> you know, uh, for the church, I just can pray that we continue to keep growing the way we are and, and uh, you know, that we don't lose sight. Not that I think we have, but we just, you know, you know, with the kids' ministry, you know, I talk to people in other places, and they have, like, 12, 13 kids. And, you know, I look here at all these kids, and, and that's the next generation. That's the people that we're raising up to f- continue the faith. Yeah. And so, you know, I just continue to pray that our, our children's ministry keeps, you know, keeps doing that. And, and I know that, you know, I'm, this church is on the right path, you know. And I, I, I pray for the, the staff here, you know. Appreciate that, yeah. And, then, you know, I pray for my, you know, where I work. Not but just because so like, they gave me a paycheck. But, you know, places like that are important in, like, oh, yeah. small rural areas to help, you know. So that's one of my prayers. And, you know, I just, just pray that there will be a revival in this country Yeah, to get people I think you're starting to see it. People are starting to realize, but it's one of those things, you know, it took the Israelites 40 years. It's not going to, America's not going to turn back just like that. Yeah. And so I, I pray that uh, there'll be a revival. And I also pray that I'll be a little patient with some of these people. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know how I used to be. Uh-huh. And I didn't get where I'm at overnight. Well, and some people, you know, they're blind, right? They just don't see the truth, you yeah. know? So how can we be upset if they've never been experienced to the truth? But I'm saying I see some people are starting to, yeah, you know, and I said, I got to remember that not to be like, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. I got to remember to just pray that God will just let me love them mm. and help them along, you know, because sometimes it's, sometimes you forget that. Yeah. <laughs> or at least I do. I think we all do. Uh, I want to just, again, just compliment you on the fact that, you know, so proud of you from where you come from and where you are now and that I can see how God's been working on you and developing you and strengthening you. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not um, just – it wasn't just a one-time thing. You know, it's like an ongoing process yeah. that God's continuing to do great things in your life. And I, I, I think it's great that you're – you know, becoming the husband, the father, and the servant of Christ that, that he's called you to be. And, um, you know, I think you have an awesome testimony. So thank you for sharing it with us today. Oh, well, you're welcome. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> but, yeah, I got to give all thanks to God, though, because I wouldn't have this if it wasn't for him, <laughs> you know. So. Well, thanks for coming in today. Well, you're welcome. Appreciate it, man.